On this episode of Being a Dad on Purpose, I get to speak to Drew Lloyd. I get to talk to Drew about entrepreneurship, pursuing purpose and passion. How's he balance all of that being a dad and a husband? A lot more. So hopefully you enjoy this conversation as much as I did. Here we go. Hey, you're listening to the Being a Dad on Purpose podcast. I'm your host, Bobby Benavides, and today I have an awesome guest in Mr. Drew Lloyd, who's a father, an entrepreneur, a husband, and just a pretty good dude all together from, from what I've gathered and then our little conversations here and there. So, Drew, thanks for being on today, man. Absolutely. Well, thank you for having me, and uh, I appreciate the uh, little introduction there. Um, I think you're a cool dude, too. And, um, yeah, absolutely. I've, I've loved our report going back and forth and just, uh, learning a little bit about each other. Yeah, it's been good. It's been good. It's been a good conversation and really just kind of, again, just getting to know who you are and your, your passion, um, to help see people get healthy, help see people make good decisions and also to pursue your purpose, your passion, all that stuff. I, I love it. And so that's why I wanted to have you on today. Cause I think, um, a lot of dads are out there right now trying to figure out how do we, how do we be dads? How do we be good husbands or just be good partners in the process? But then also, how do we pursue what we're passionate about and ba- finding balance and all of that? So I want to talk to you today about that. So, so Drew, let's talk about what you do. Um, you know, what, what, what do you do? How, you know, what, what have you done? All that stuff. Absolutely. So I'll give you a little bit of background. Um, who am I? <laughs> Where do I come from? What do I do? So um, I live in New York. Um, like you said, I'm a husband. I'm a dad. Um, I have three beautiful girls. And um, what I do, I am a transformational wellness coach. Um, and so uh, what I what I like to call, uh, refer to it as is I'm just an average guy with above average desires. Um, but it wasn't always this way. Um, my background is in the medical field. And so um, I worked in the operating room for almost 11 years. And um, it's kind of interesting. I, I feel like, you know, that was like a different part of my life, even though it was only a few years ago now, but so much has happened so fast. And, and, um, yeah, I've got my kids and my role as a husband and a dad and all the different things, but starting this, uh, you know, I've always had an entrepreneurial spirit, but, uh, starting my own business and helping others, um, really live their best life has only happened more recently. And so, um, it kind of started off with, um, me being unhealthy. And I think that sometimes we look at unhealth or health as like a number on a scale. Um, but to me, it really means more than just that, right? It's not just a number, but it's our mindset. Um, it's our overall life. Right. And so like I felt for so many years, yes, I was overweight and unhealthy and that really held me back in a few different areas, but my mindset, probably was the biggest thing that was holding me back. Um, and so I went on in 2016 to lose a hundred pounds. Um, it's now going on four years. And, um, that was kind of just the beginning because once I did that, there were so many different pieces that I was like, besides for the physical energy and how I felt, it was like, my confidence was back. I was like, Oh my gosh, all the different pieces that I felt were missing. Um, it's like, one of my friends always says this to me, it's like, you don't realize what you were missing until you've got it, you know? So like, it was like that light bulb went off for me. I was like, Whoa, all these things were lifted off my shoulders more than just physically. And, um, so basically how, how did I, um, go from working in an operating room 
being unhealthy in my body um, to then starting my own business and being an entrepreneur. Um, It was basically pretty simple. Some people were just like, hey, dude, what are you doing? Like, you're not just physically different because my they could see my scrubs. They were like, they're like, how are you wearing a size small? Like, that's for women. (laughs) And I was like, I'm just getting healthy, changing some habits, losing weight. And they're like, no, no, no. But more than that, like your energy, like I get up at five o'clock in the morning to the operating room and they were like, you are like, what are you taking? Like, how are you so like ready to tackle the day? You know? And so I feel like so many of those things, um, again, not just the physical, but like how I was feeling about myself, that confidence, everything that was being exuded. It just, um, it was able to give me a different perspective, um, help me with that confidence. And so I just kind of ran with it. That's awesome. Yeah. So so then, so you go from the medical field. Actually, I just want to stop for just a second because honestly, I I can't stop staring at the sign that's behind you. So 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 theater so theater of the mind for the people who are listening on this podcast. Behind Drew on his wall, it says success nutrition facts, and I'm loving it because it's serving size twenty four hours a day, servings per container three hundred sixty five days a year, amount per serving, uh, passion one hundred percent. Focus 100%, risks 100%, failure 100%, patience 100%, and then determination 100%. I can't read the the, the bottom line that says percent daily. What does that say on the bottom? Can you read that for me, Drew? Would you mind? Yeah, the bottom line it says it, there's a little asterisk and it says percent daily values are based on high levels of ambition. Awesome, percent daily values are based on high levels of ambition. I love that. That's I want to I want to get Thank that you. sign. That's fantastic. Um, so sorry, I had to, I had to draw away from that just because I think it's going to go into when you when you look at that sign that I think that just defines who you are, right? You're this is this is really you striving for success and pushing for success. So you were in the medical field, right? What exactly did you do again? So I uh, was a surgical tech. Okay. And so basically what that means is, you know, you've probably seen on movies or shows that the doctor says scalpel. Yeah. And I'm the guy who passed it. Nice. Um, so I'm the, I'm the surgeon's right hand. And basically, uh, it, it was like, you know, they're, they're doing, they're doing work. Right. And yeah. so instead of having to look up every five seconds to get something that they need, I'm basically expected to know what they need next. That's awesome. So I had to learn about the body and, and all different types of surgeries, not just one specific um, type of surgery, uh, because they were they were doing their work, and that's important. And they were, you know, trying to get in and out, save lives, and and help people have, you know, uh, quality and good improvement in the things that they needed. And so, I had to learn a lot about different things to be able to um, get things done efficiently, and um, and really make a difference. Okay, so. When people hear, man, you were a surgical tech, you you were in the medical field, you must have been making some pretty good money. That seems secure. That seems like, you know, man, you have your retirement plan for you. You, you know, like all that stuff. And then you say, I'm going to become an entrepreneur. <laughs> I'm going to start my own business. Where basically the bottom piece or actually the bottom section of all of that su- uh, success nutrition facts of risks, failure, patience, determination, all have to factor into that. Um so what made you decide, hey, I'm going to go ahead and bail out on medical stuff to pursue my role in, in, the, in this profession that you're in now? 
Yeah, it's it's so funny that you say that because um, most people would be like, so you're doing this, you've got this nice, cozy, warm, you know, kind of, you've been doing that, you're in this groove, you've, uh, you kind of know what to expect, right? Things are going like normal. Um, you want to try all this and, and have this risk and see what happens? You know, it doesn't, most people would not say like, sure, let's <laughs> do it. um that's not the natural way of things right i think that because um as humans we like we like uh predictability we like comfort we like uh knowing that and i it's funny to me because i i believe that um that's kind of just a facade right like is it really um you know something that you can predict like at any time someone could be like listen sorry like right now this year a lot has happened that we would have no idea was coming Mm -hmm. and unfortunately and it's really sad there are a lot of people that jobs have impacted um and just there's nothing they can really do so what seemed comfortable and and um you know guaranteed at the end of the day isn't really what it what it is you know um so what made me decide to do that well um you know, I, I got paid decent. Um, I was able to pay my bills. Um, you know, I, I started off with this passion because as a kid, <laughs> I'm probably going to date myself, but, um, I'm in, I'm only 33, but in the mid nineties, there was a show online uh, on TV called rescue nine one one. Um, it was William Shatner was like this host of it. Yeah. And he would always, you would see like they'd reenact like ambulance, uh, calls to help people, you know, that different things happen to them. And I was literally, that was like my favorite show. I'm a kid and I should be watching like cartoons, but I'm watching <laughs> this. And, and it was fascinating, like how the body works. Obviously they're, they were um, actors um, reenacting these scenes, but it just fascinated me that people can help people and you can be involved in the fast pace of it and the whole thing. And so really when I started doing uh, surgery um, and, and getting into that, I really, there was already passion behind it. So it was like, wow, this is amazing. Like I'm helping people change their lives. I didn't, it wasn't until later on that I realized I was like, well, I help them in the OR and I, and I get to see them in that, in that place where they're, you know, healing or whatever the case is, fixing a bone, replacing a knee, whatever the case is, but I'm not really seeing afterwards. So like, I, I felt like I was, there was something that I was missing the impact later on. Like I wanted to see almost like a finished product. Right. I was like, I get to be part of this, but then like, what happens later on? You know, like where's the, where's the fairy tale ending? Um, and so when I started getting healthy and people started asking me what I'm doing, um, I got to follow that, that whole from beginning to end. Like my wife lost 60 pounds. Um, my mom, my, my, all my in-laws, my father-in-law, my mother-in-law, my sister-in-law. Um, and I got to follow the whole journey. So it wasn't like in the operating room where I was like, I did the surgery it seemed like a good outcome. We took some x-rays, things look great. Um, then who knows what happened later on? I got to see talking to them, sharing their wins, um, their mindset changes, how they viewed their confidence, like all the things that I was just talking about, how I felt, I was like, Oh my gosh, I get to follow this, you know? So I sort of got to take that step up, like almost like the doctor, you know, I do surgery with him and then he gets to follow the rest. I get to now follow the rest. Um, so, what made me switch was actually, so I get to see all those things, right? I'm following everything that's going on with all these, all these clients of mine, these new people I'm helping. Um, and besides for feeling their wins and, and kind of riding off of that, I was like, 
what, there's, there's, I still felt something missing. Um, and so as I'm going through surgery, instead of waking up every day and saying, wow, can't replace, can't wait to replace some knees today <laughs> or, or take out somebody's gallbladder and, and be up at four 30 in the morning to, to, you know, do my thing. I was like, I'm, I'm getting more of a fire from this of seeing those wins from these people that I'm impacting their lives more than just a two hour surgery that that fire inside me was like, I have, I feel like I have to, to see what that's more about. Right. Um, and so I did that part time, um, of, of helping others and slowly started to pull back in surgery. Now we were a small hospital, uh, private community hospital, and, um, we're pretty busy because we didn't have that many operating rooms running. So I was just like, listen, this is, this is what I have to do for myself. Cause I just feel this, this pull, this passion towards this. Can we work out a schedule where I can still work operating room hours, um, you know, work out my days, maybe work some extra shifts, things like that, but I can pursue this more. So I did that for about uh, a year where I did on the side, my own thing and got my fill. And then, um, and then still was able to stay in the game of surgery because I'm like, you know, going back to that, like, well, this is what I know. This is what's comfortable. Like, how could I walk away at the 401k? I've got all these things going on. And, and, and it's like, I didn't go to school to just say goodbye, you know? Um, and so that happened over a course of a year where I went to there into, um, helping people on the side and cutting back on surgery. And I started to realize what I was missing. And it wasn't, it wasn't even a financial thing at first. It wasn't a entrepreneurial thing at first. It was like, I never get to see my kids wake up in the morning. I never get to put my kids to sleep. Um, on Sundays, I would take call for the operating room. And it was like, all right, so uh, Drew's going to live in his scrubs this weekend. Uh, and he's going to have his cell phone on all the time on loud. And, um, you know, the ringer in case it goes off. And we might, if we have to go out, you're probably going to have to take another car. Because if you get called in, you have to be 30 minutes driving from the hospital. So like oh, wow. if it's further than 30 minutes, we had a planned family get up, uh, you know, going out that way. So hmm. it was as I started to pull back from surgery and lean more into what I was already feeling in that passion side of helping people, I was like, wow, I didn't even realize how much I'm actually missing. Right. Yeah. You're like you see it from a different perspective. So that is kind of when my brain was like, whoa. So like it could be great money and it could have been my passion in terms of the surgery and how I'm helping and all that stuff. But like, you have to look at it at the, and and balance out like, what, what am I doing? Right. We only get to live once. You know, I think that uh, I I forgot the exact saying, but some people, uh, someone said, um, we live like we're living twice. Mm. You're like, Oh, I'll do it later. Yeah. You know? And, and that really hit home for me because I was like, my kids only are five once they're only, they're only going to have a kindergarten graduation once. And so if I am missing that and I, and they don't even know, right. Kids don't know. They're like, they're like, daddy goes to work and mommy goes to work and, and they do their thing. But I knew, and I was like, I, I, I felt like I needed, there was a pull to change now that I could see that I could, I could do more. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think that, um, that's really good. I think that again, it's it's you saying, pursuing what you're, what you feel like you are led to do, right? That and in taking the risk, 
because that because that's what it is. It's taking the risk of stepping away from where you're comfortable, and and it doesn't mean that you have to become an entrepreneur. But for people to see that, man, like just because you're doing a specific thing right now, and it may feel really comfortable, it feels secure, but if you're not being fulfilled, and you know you're not being fulfilled, then you need to start taking the steps necessary to move towards something that gives you fulfillment. And it may mean a less like a lower paycheck. It might mean a higher paycheck. It might mean that you are uh, working still nine to five, but again, uh, what's that saying? That uh, if you love what you do, you don't work a day in your life, right? That's uh, I don't necessarily know if I, I 100% agree with that statement, but at the same time, I get it, right? Um, and so now for, for you in, in taking these steps, because now you took the steps to move into becoming an entrepreneur, starting your own business, um, you know, making sure that you are, uh, I don't know, um, being secure in your, cause you have to, cause you have to make sure that you're making secure decisions for your family. Right. Um, cause when you made the decision to become an entrepreneur, uh, your kids, how old were your, were your kids? So this was about two years ago now. Okay. So my kids were, my oldest was 10 at the time. My middle one was seven and my youngest was three and a half. Okay. So let me ask you this question then, because you had to make that decision when your kids were young, right? And and now your wife, and you, again, you're saying I have to give up a 401k, you got a secure role. Now, when you when you make this decision, what was it like making the decision? Because it, it's going to affect your children. It's going to affect your marriage. It's going to affect all that. So how does that play into your decision making? Absolutely. Um, yeah, it totally affects all of that. Um Honestly, so a little bit of background um, with my wife, because this this plays into the to the decision making as well. Um, my wife worked at a job where she absolutely hated it. Um, she did the nine to five thing. She didn't have as much responsibility. Like it was like she went home. That was it. Um, but she just the atmosphere was toxic. Um, she didn't feel like she was paid what she was worth. Um, you know, it was like, you know, those places where you work, where it's like, you know, you're doing a great job. We're going to tack on four more things, but we're not going to give you a raise for it, but you're just continue doing a good job. Um, and, uh, and, um, so yeah, so from, from her end, she actually started her own business. Um, I know this is not, this is more about me and how I'm, you know, but I think that that plays a role into it. So she started her own business in 2014 ish, um, 2015. Um, she started a salon on the side. It was literally just to have some extra income. Um, and she also has an entrepreneurial spirit, um, hustle. She's like the queen of hustle. <laughs> and uh, she was really longing to get out of her other job. So part of what I did when I made this transition was um, with her in mind. Like I was, for me, I was like, I love what I do yeah, okay. So I'm missing out on some things. And, and, you know, again, that was only once I realized when, when I went part-time, um, what I was actually missing. But in the very beginning, I was like, how could I create enough income and make enough impact and help enough people that I could do what I really wanted to do, which was help my wife get out of her toxic place and, and be able to, you know, maybe transition from her, her full-time job into a, uh, you know, her salon more full-time. Um, and so when I made the decision to go part-time, um, it was already at that point where my wife was able to leave her job. 
Um, and so we were kind of working together. She had her salon. I was doing the coaching, um, helping people. And she just kind of slid into like, okay, cool. So like, what do you do? Um, I, I kind of taught her the things while I was doing surgery. Okay. So like, let's catch up on this, do that, you know, showed her the ropes a little bit. And so we worked together in that area. And that's why it was only until, um, much later on a little over a year and a half later that I was then left completely because we had already started to build. Um, but yeah, it was, I mean, from a financial standpoint, it was really tough because I mean, my background, it's so funny when you see, when you see people with success, I don't think that I've ever seen somebody that has just been instant overnight. They're like, wow, they're overnight. They're the most inspirational speaker ever or overnight they're a multimillionaire or overnight they've owned, you know, 25 franchises, you know, there's always a backstory. Um, and, um, I won't go into very much detail, but my backstory is, is like, I did not grow up with a lot of money, um, raised by a single mom. Um, and so, um, I always had hustle in me because I was like, okay, well, how can I get, how can I provide, how can I make the best of the situation? Um, and so, there were times when we started before I did surgery and even in the beginning when I first finished school, um, where it was like, well, do we pay the babysitter? Or do we put gas in the tank? Hmm. You know? So like, even though like, you know, it's like the broad picture of things you see almost like some people, we just see the finished product, right? We don't see, we don't see the behind the stage, you know, uh, crying sessions or, or struggles or all the different things and obstacles we have to go through. And I think that that's something that, all entrepreneurs and all people that have chased better and chased that, that thing that they're, they're passionate about and dreaming of is, um, there are going to be obstacles. And I think that's what, that's what makes us better. Um, so I think that once I got to this point, it was just a culmination of different things that were, you know, adding up. It wasn't a jump in. I think that it's important when the time is right, um, to jump in if that makes sense. Right. So like you have to know, you have to know more than just, Oh, well, I'm really passionate about this. So let's do it. You know, um, you know, speaking with your spouse or making sure everybody's on board. I think what's cool about this is, is that, um, besides for the income part is that I wanted and my wife wanted our kids buy-in because being an entrepreneur takes a different, um, more than just a skill set or a, um, working on certain things. Um, there are times where it's going to take some, like I said, getting over, getting through some obstacles, getting over some concepts maybe, or rejection or being said no to, or things like that. There's some late nights. Um, there's some conferences maybe you've mm-hmm. had to go to, uh, to attend or, um, you know, things where if our kids don't understand what it is that mommy and daddy are creating, then I don't want them to have a resentment where they're like, Oh, you're always on the phone or you're always doing, or, you know, so not that it started there. I just didn't want it to get that way, you know? Um, and so I think that, and, and this doesn't really go to me, but it kind of put me in this, in this mindset and perspective of like, I worked with doctors that made tons of money, but I would never want to be in their position. I'm like, you, you're, you're in surgery. It's your birthday. Your kids are out spending time with your wife or your husband, whatever the doctor is. And yeah, okay, great. You have a nice house with a nice pool and you drive a nice car, 
but is that what matters at the end of the day? Right. Mm -hmm. All those things. And so, um, like, do I want to trade off those things? Okay, great. I make a nice income. So, um, I know I went off a little topic here, but, um, there's just so many things to take into account, um, when, um, chasing something, right. I think the time has to be right. You have to kind of get your ducks in a row. Um, and like I said, that buy-in is really important. So our kids, um, they understand there's certain days or certain hours or certain things that mommy and daddy or one of us at a certain time um, are going to be doing or, ha or um, putting into growing this business and growing this life. And um, so um, that has been a game changer because uh, instead of them looking at, well, why can't you or why aren't you? They're like, oh, I know why daddy's on a call right now. I know why mommy's having X, Y, and Z, uh, conversations with people. And, you know, and so we give them their time. They have their certain days and hours and, and, and things that we do with them. But, um, they've learned to respect that. Even my five-year-old, she'll be like, shh, mommy's on a zoom. <laughs> and, um, and, but she knows what she's getting. We're like, okay, what do you guys, what do you guys want as part of this buy-in? Right. Are we, you know, maybe not right now, uh, July, 2020, but are we taking you to Disney at some point? Are we, um, what is something that, that you can help us with? Like it's maybe around the house or, or setting things up, um, you know, when we run an event or something like that so that they feel part of the process rather than, oh, well, you were, you know, when you were in the surgery, we didn't get to do bedtime and now you're your entrepreneur. We don't get to do bedtime either. So, well, you know, <laughs> what, what was that? What was the switch for, you yeah. know? Um, so, yeah. That's a, that's a really great um, insight, really. I think because I think a lot of times what happens is we as parents, we as dads, sometimes we, I think we forget to get the kids involved. I mean, granted, if you have a little baby, okay, don't sit there with your six-month-old going, so what do you want for, because <laughs> your six-month-old is going to bobblehead, yeah. right? But, yeah. but when you have a, but when you have a, a real, like when you have, a, when you have a real conversation and help them understand, I think, you know, explaining the process to your kids is very important. And I think that when we're making decisions for the family, husband, wife, mom, dad, you know, whatever, you know, even if, if you're a single parent, if you are co-parenting, you, you share your decisions. You, you talk about your decisions. You need to because then your kids will be able to grab on to. It's not, it's not us being neglected. It's not us being, you know, so that way when they're older, they're not like, well, my dad was never around or my mom was never around. It's more of a, no, my dad was doing A, B, and C so that way we could have a life and we could experience something and we were able to experience it with them. Um... One of the things that's really great, like, because planting a church, like, because I planted a church here in Elkins, right, West Virginia, right. And, and when I planted the church, it's almost like becoming an entrepreneur yourself, right? Even though I never even thought about planting a church as being entrepreneurial, but it really is because you are, I hate referring to the church as a business because it's not, but although the government would say something different, but that's a whole other thing. But, but the reality is that like, we set up the church and... I had to say, okay, kids, like we're we're doing this, and when it comes to it, like you're gonna help set up chairs, you're gonna help set up, like what do you, what would you want to have in the children's ministry, what would you, you know, and then having them give input and feedback, and all of a sudden it was like the church was theirs. It wasn't just like this is daddy being a pastor, um, this is this is the church that we are actually helping to start. You know, they were a part of that, and I think that when we when we think about starting a business, when we think about moving into a new uh, role in, in 
making a decision to become a, a different role in your business or a role in your uh, current vocation, talking to your kids about what it means, what are the sacrifices that are going to need to be made, and how do we keep moving forward as a family, right? I think, that, and so I, I love that you guys did that because that's a really beneficial thing for other dads to think about as they make decisions. Um, Absolutely. So then your kids then, I mean, uh, asking the idea of like for them to see value in your hustle, because really this is what it is. I mean, you've got to be at it. You know, you got to be meeting people, talking to people, networking, uh, discussing health things on the phone. Like you said, mommy's on a Zoom, you know. So they're, so they're seeing value in your hustle then. Um, so what So what do you – have you received any feedback from them, like what they – what they see in that or what, what's the value they're gaining out of it? Sure. Um, I think my five-year-old's not really so much. Um, she's just like, okay, cool. Like when she gets the buy-in of, okay, like, <laughs> can I have this? Or are we going here? You know, that part, she, it spikes her interest. She's like, oh, we can do that, you know? <laughs> um, but uh, she hasn't gotten to that place yet. You know, she's five, um, which that's fine, you know? Yeah. Um, so my nine-year-old now – um, she sees, she definitely sees that. I think she's also more just like having fun with her friends. Um, this year has been, as we know, a little crazy, mm -hmm. uh, things have not been so normal. So, you know, kids like structure. Um, they like, I know it's funny cause people are like, Oh, kids don't want to listen. They don't like being told what to do. I was like, yeah, they do. They <laughs> like, you're not going to, you know, obviously no one gets likes to get yelled at and in that way, right. Being told what to do. But they like being like, instead of telling my kids like, hey, what do you want for dinner? We'll be here for 45 minutes, right? Mm -hmm. um, cereal tonight, right? Like it, giving them the structure of saying this is the option, right? Not putting things in front of them. This gives them a, um, a security, right? That structure. So um, I think that going to my uh, 12, soon to be 13-year-old, um, definitely sees value. Um, like we, we did an event, um, last year when we were doing events, <laughs> um, and people were, people were having people over, um, and, and, and seeing each other in person, not just zoom. Um, you know, she was working with, uh, other kids that are her age that also parents, we work with their parents and their kids get involved and they're like talking to people and bringing people together and, um, you know, it was a little bit of a different event. So they were, they had, um, inspirational books and, uh, you know, different paraphernalia and stuff. So they were like selling that and like, they felt part of something, you know? So I think that, um, it's not so much spoken, but it's also in that, like, so part of the thing, and I think this is a mindset thing, right? So I talked a little bit about like business wise, like transitioning from, you know, one thing to finding my passion. Um, before this, I never really read much. Um, I know it sounds funny. Like I read medical books. I was like, okay, I need to know what I need to know. And this is what I'm going to do. Right. So I, I stored information. Great. This is awesome. I need, I'm going to apply it. You know, um, after this, I was like, well, how can I truly help other people live their best life? And I think because health is so broad, it's again, going back to, it's not just on the scale, it's our mindset. It's, um, it's our finances, right? It's how we view things. Um, it's health is so broad. And so how can I help other people if I'm not helping myself, right? It starts, it starts with me. So losing my weight was the first step. Um, having a better mindset towards food 
um, reading self-development books, listening to podcasts, following people, having a mentor. Um, I think all of these things are super important. And listen, everybody, everybody identifies with somebody different. Um, and so when I started to do that, like, it's almost like my kids now expect it. Like when daddy gets in the car, he's listening to a podcast or, you know, he's, he's talking to other people about, um, being an entrepreneur themselves or, or how, how they can better themselves. Um, listen, we all, we all need downtime. We all need time. We're just like, you get in and, and you're just like listening to music or doing something fun with your spouse or your family, right? Everybody, we have to find that white, that work life balance. Um, but yeah, my kids definitely, specifically my oldest one. Uh, I don't know if it's so much that she said, like, you know, I want to be an entrepreneur. I don't know if she understands necessarily what that means right now, but I definitely think that it's important, you know, listen, I'm not going to knock on schools. Right. But I think that so many things that I'm learning now, I had no idea because school didn't teach me that like time management, structure, personal development in ways that I didn't know existed. Um, you know, how to talk to people. Right. Mm -hmm. I think some, sometimes, yeah, you, you go to school, so you're social, right? So we always say, oh, kids need to go be in front of other kids. They can be social. But does that necessarily translate in, in if they wanted to run a business or they wanted to have those kind of skills, does that necessarily mean now that they're good at them, right? And that they can now go into their world. It's like you're, you're uh, 17, 18, you go to school, you get a degree. All of a sudden, you're just great at it, yeah. you know? Like, did we did we... Did we teach? And also this, this is totally dating us, but it's like, you know, people always say, well, they never taught me how to write it, balance a checkbook. Not that we do that anymore. Right. Um, maybe some people do, but, um, but things are just changing, right? Generations as we know them used to be like so many more years. And now it's just like lightning speed, social media, all the things happening. And so I feel like many of the things that we're teaching our kids are things that um, are actual things that they can use in life right so like like i said the the talking to other people um whether it's um just social or business or um how to manage their time better and how to do all these things um this is going to serve them in so many more areas than just um the day-to-day -day. it's going to serve them in whether they want to be an entrepreneur or not that's up to them right i want to i want to give my kids the opportunity to say don't let society tell you what is the right thing to do or what you need to do. Um, but, but it's an option. I think options are important. Like to, for my kids to know that, like, if I want to go to school, my nine year old, she's like, I think I might want to be a dentist. And I was like, that's funny coming from you because you have terrible teeth, but, um, it's, but it's, but I'm like, if that's what you want to do, I, I will support you a hundred percent. And then like to have a conversation about it, like why and, and what, you know, what interests you about that and go deeper than just, um, you know, it's the thing to do, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I think that, um, I think as we, as we, as we move on and as, as dads kind of make their decisions and as we consider taking the steps to become entrepreneurs or to, to start our own businesses or to just do a side hustle, you know, um, I think those are the questions we need to be asking ourselves always, right? Like what is, why do you feel like this is what you want to do? Is it just because, well, I've seen other people make money at it. Well, just because you've seen other people make money at it doesn't mean you're going to. So so you have to make the wise decisions as to pursuing what you know you're gifted at, right? What you know that you can do and that you 
you know, a talent to do. But then passing it on to your kids is so important. I love what you, they love that. Like getting your kids to start talking to people, right? And you're right. I don't know if we're going to ever remember what it was like to gather together and, and, and have meetings the way that we used to. But right. I, I, I pray that hopefully soon that'll happen again. But but even in those times, though, having the opportunity to have them on the conversations, in in the in the dialogues, helping them. If you're on a phone call, then after you're on, after you're on the call, like what did they hear? You know, how do we talk about what they heard and and walking that through? I think that's so important. Um, Absolutely. So, um, so I guess then, so just to kind of wrap this up, I think that um, you know what I'm hearing from you is is great stuff in the sense of, you know, I love the the big thing that I'm hearing from you is being willing to take a risk, right? Um, because again, you were in in all ways possible you were in a position that was secure 401k as you said you know like and yeah you were missing out on things but again you it was security for your family for you and and then you said no i'm, I'm going to step out of that to pursue something else that i think that i'm this is what i'm meant to do right you 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 lost your weight you gained your confidence you you started to understand what it meant to be healthy beyond just a scale right like i think that's great and so then you push people to or you, you help inspire other people to do the same thing. But then for other people to hear those words that some the risk is necessary if you want to ultimately be pursue something better for yourself, right? Right, 100%. I think that, um, you know, listen, there's, there's going to be different, uh, different opinions, right? You've got your, like, uh, in the in the uh, financial or inspirational world, you've got like your Dave Ramsey approach and then you've got like your Grant Cardone approach and you've got like totally different ends, right? Um, like the save and put away. And then you've got the, you know, if you, without great risk, there's no great reward. And like, there's just, um, I think there's, we've got to find a balance. Um, you know, I, in terms of the, um, you know, from, from what I, cause I, I deal with, people on a daily basis of, okay, so, um, you know, what does health look like? Like I said, so health is, is pretty broad. You know, I help, I help people in all areas. So it's, it's not just in their, uh, weight and in their energy and their confidence, it's their mental and also their financial. So I'm kind of, um, not kind of, I am helping people in, in, in all th- three different arenas, but they come together nicely. Um, you know, I think that it's important to have a plan. Like I would never say to somebody in, in, in my situation, right. Okay. So this is what you're going to do and this is how you're going to do it. I think that it's important to, you know, like we talked about before, um, make sure that your family is on board, make sure that you have kind of your things in a row. It doesn't mean everything's going to be perfect. Listen, nothing's perfect. Mm. You know, ultimately there's going to be some place of uncomfortability where you've taken that leap and it's not going to be like, yes, this is amazing. Right. It doesn't, it's not just a smooth transition. Hopefully that's the idea that it's, it's, um, smoother than not. Um, but there's going to be some, there's going to be, listen, I mean, there's going to be pushback as well. I I think that again, going back to the, you know, no great person or, or successful person has just gotten there without stumbling blocks and hurdles and things. Um, I've been said no to more than I can count. You know, somebody asked me, somebody asked me the other day, like, what do you think the difference between somebody that is um, just starting off and super successful? Right. And um, I said, I've, I've been said no to more times. I've been talking to more people and getting in front of more people 
it's just, it's a time and a consistency that will get you to where you want to be, right? No one starts off. I didn't start off, you know, helping thousands of people. Um, I started off with me and my wife were like, we want to get, we need to get healthy. So like, what are we going to do? You know? So it started with the two of us. And so, um, if I could offer, uh, people some advice, it would be is, uh, besides forgetting your things in a row in terms of like, okay, like I said, family on board, knowing what makes sense for you. Sometimes it means, it means living a little bit, um, I don't want to say basic, but living, uh, you know, I think sometimes people put, I'll put it this way. Sometimes people, they find success and then they start buying the cars and spending money on things because they, they're, they're like, well, I've got it. I, I don't know when it's going to go away or I'm afraid it might go away. And so they start doing all the things before taking care of the things that they need to take care of. And it's like five months ago, you didn't drive that car and you didn't have that house and you didn't do all these things. So I'm not saying that success is not possible and it can't, it won't, it, I hope it stays for you, right? I hope that you've put in the work and that you're able to create something that's a foundation and should be passed on for many generations. But I think that sometimes people take that's that they skip a step, mm. right? So like in the beginning for us, <clears throat> I probably could have left my job a little bit earlier. Um, but I, I, uh, I wanted to create that new security that I thought I had in my other job. I wanted to create something where I knew yeah, besides that, maybe that little point, 1%, whatever it is, you want to call it God, higher power, whatever you believe in, um, that's involved. Right. And so whatever I'm going to do, the pieces that I can control, I'm going to make sure that I can put the actions into pl- and, and steps and things into place to make sure that when I made that transition, that I wasn't just jumping into something that was a, a house of cards, but, uh, more concrete. So, um, you know, that, that's a big piece for me. And I think that one thing I'll, and I'll, uh, and I think that this, this spoke to me so much is that I think that people, um, think that when it comes to being an entrepreneur, um, that again, we go back to this like overnight success, right? So like people will work at a job for 30 years with the guarantee of a 401k retirement plan, um, you know, a guaranteed, depending on where you live, 3% raise or 85 cent raise or whatever it is. But when somebody's ready to start a business or an entrepreneurial um, venture, they, I've seen people give up really fast. Like they're like, oh, this six months, this is, uh, things are just not going the way that I thought they would. And it's like, but, but you worked and you went to school. If you're in uh, in a medical position, right? You went to school for, let's say five, six, 10 years. You put in all that time, acute, all this debt or whatever you want to call it, student loan, but it's for the means of getting somewhere. Right. And then you're going to go to a job that might start you at an entry level salary or what you feel is acceptable. Mm -hmm. And you're willing to do all of that to get that, but you can't give entrepreneurial, um, uh, you know, your business some time. Right. Yep. And, And you're not willing to put in, and maybe it's not that you're not willing so much. Maybe it's just, um, sometimes, you know, I've seen, I've seen entrepreneurs out there that if you didn't listen to their story or you haven't, you haven't actually dug deep and followed what they did, what they did to get there, you'd, you'd again, just like think like everybody else, oh, they just overnight, you know, they, they didn't, they didn't work for this, you know? And so, um, I think that when we have that mindset, cause again, 
mindset for me mindset is, is bigger than anything right it's mindset and then followed by some action so if you put in the minds if you have the mindset and you put in the action um the results can be that much more rewarding than just the typical okay i'm gonna work at my job for 30 years end off with my retirement get my yearly salary increase uh you know hourly whatever it is because the truth is is that and uh and i've heard people say like oh that's that's you know but that's secure and that's you know well is it you know yeah i don't know I've, i've seen i've seen too many people um that could have been following a passion or could have been doing something that's amazing for them and their family but again they just they keep they keep pinning it up against well my job pays I get paid on time every Friday or every other Friday. I don't need to worry about it, you know, but is that allowing you to live your best life? Hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I've, um, so I think another thing I heard you say too, which is really good. So in all of that, that was all really, really good. I want to, there's a piece that I want to kind of close out on because it was, sure. it was really strong. I think that you said um, to, to, to when you experience a success, you get it and then all of a sudden you start spending your money right because you like hey man this is money i didn't have um there's something about that too that we have to remember we are still teaching our kids responsibility and so when they see us successful and they see us starting to make money or, or having you know being put on platforms that maybe we didn't have before um and see, like how do we manage that if we're not managing it well and they see us being frivolous and being irresponsible and and then they're going to carry that. And so we have to remember that, yeah, you have success. Yeah, you get financial success, but they should see what it looks like to handle money responsibly. They should see just because, um, you know, I was always told like, oh man, you got money, it's going to burn a hole in your pocket, you know? Because um, I, was, I was raised with no money too. So like whenever I went out, it's like, I got $5, I'm buying all the candy bars, right? <laughs> like, and that's a part of my problem. But that <laughs> for me, that was like, that's what I did. And I think that... Um, we have to show our children when you get success, no matter if you start your own business, whether you are a public speaker, whether you are a doctor, whatever, how do you manage your stuff correctly to where you're being responsible? Because you never know when the bottom's going to drop out, as we saw this year, right? People losing their jobs and wondering, how are we going to make it? Well, a lot of times it's because we start living above our means irresponsibly. And then all of a sudden it's, oh, what am I going to do? And we have to be teaching our kids, this is the right way to be successful. Um, and so, so I, I, lo- I love what you, what you touched on at that, in the beginning of that, that segment because it was really that was very important, I think, that we need to leave with is that, um, yeah, you might start a business and, and pushing through the hard stuff, that six months giving up when you, like you said, you could put 10 years into school, six months you're giving up. Why? Because it didn't. Because you didn't get instant success. You know. Again, we need to keep teaching our kids like how to push through. Um, uh, what is it? You know, basically pushing through the, the the trials, pushing through the struggles, pushing through the stuff that's saying, ah, oh, you know what? Like, yeah, you're not gonna make it. Well, that was only. It's, I'm only five months in. The great. Some of the greatest lawyers <laughs> became great lawyers after seven years of being in the in law in in law. So you have to take your time, right? You have to. You see, um, I love the, have you seen the Last Dance documentary? 
Um, I have not got to watch it yet. Okay. I heard it was amazing. Oh, so amazing. Anyway, if you get a chance to watch it, watch it. Because this is actually, it speaks into that with Michael Jordan. But, like, you know, he didn't become the greatest basketball player ever because he was just, he was the greatest basketball player in the beginning. Like, he, he got cut. Like, he got cut from the team in high school. And then he came back and he got put back on the team. And then he ends up getting, a you know, his, his uh, scholarship in college. And then... But the thing is, he didn't become great just because he was great. He had, he like he took some time to get his greatness to show. And if he would have said, "Well, uh, my first year I didn't get a championship. I'm out." <laughs> like imagine what we would have lost, right? Um, and imagine if the Bulls. Absolutely. Imagine if the Bulls would have done that. Like if they because they didn't get a championship in their first year of having him on. Imagine what would have happened for us. So, um, so yeah. So that's really big. But. Um, so I think that for 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 that I want to just go ahead and say again, man, thank you for being on this podcast. Thank you for giving your your wisdom, your insight into being an entrepreneur, being um, a, a person pursuing your purpose and passion, um, and setting an example for your kids. And just um, really, it's it was it was beneficial to I think to us to hear um, that. So. Um, I just want to go ahead and again just kind of say um, uh, again thank you Drew but then also because we're about to end this I want to ask one question to you um, I, I kind of want to wrap up uh, my interviews with, with dads just one question so you have a, a 13 year old daughter you said that's your oldest yes my okay. oldest will be 13 this year awesome yeah. so so 13 years in so if you had to go if you could right now knowing everything that you know now if you can go back to when your firstborn was born and you could tell your new dad self something, what would you tell your new dad self to encourage them to, to challenge them to just some, something that you've learned? What would you tell your new dad self? Uh, that's, that's a hard question. <laughs> um, I'll tell you the reason why it's a hard question for me is because there's, there's, there's a few things. Uh, mm -hmm. It wouldn't just be one. Um, but also, I feel like um, I had to stumble across different obstacles in the last 13 years in order to find myself. So, like, you know, sometimes they're like, oh, well, you know, if you could go back and say this or if you could, like, like imagine you're able to teleport back and, like, change something, what would it be, you know? And honestly, I feel like so many of the things that um, happened, I, I mean, this is how I view it. One of my favorite speakers, um, Ed Milet, says this. He says that life happens for us, not to us. Yeah. And, and I think that's so powerful because, um, it, you know, we, could, we can get into this mindset of it's happening to me. Like, oh, woe is me. It's not fair. Like, you know, all the all the different negative mindset and everything that's that's going on because we're living it right we're living it right now and it's like i can't i, I want to be on the other side or i, I can't wait to, to till i get to that that you know whatever it is the light at the end of the tunnel or the schooling that we're going through to finally reach our thing or the entrepreneurial start you know our startup of our business and we're like well if we could just if we could just right if we could just change if we could just get you know um if I would say probably one thing it would be is um, I'm getting a little emotional because this, this is so it's hard for me because 
I, again, I feel like now, you know, things are, are only 2020 after the fact. Um, I would say things are going to get tough, but they're going to get a lot better if you just push through. Hmm. Um, don't give up. Um, you know, you're, again, like I said before, the difference, you know, I've said, I've been said no to a lot. Um, I, I feel like as I go, the more no's I'm, I'm waiting for a yes, hmm. right? I'm, I'm, I'm being said no here. I'm being said no to here, but on the other side of that, there are other people, right. That are looking for me or, um, that are looking to change their lives. And so, um, in, in a way, I know it sounds funny. It's like, you know, I, I think to myself, like if I, if I would just have given up after two people saying no to me, how selfish of me is that? You know, and, and this could be in any business that you do. It doesn't have to just be in the arena of helping people. Um, you know, there are, there are people, Thomas Edison, there are so many different people, inventors. Imagine if they just stopped after one failure, Yeah. you know, and they're like, oh, a thousand times trying to figure out this light bulb one more time. Right. It's all it took. Um, and so, yeah, I think that that would be, um, I know this is more than the, than the, just the simple answer, but I think that, um, that it would be, it's going to be worth it. Um, stick through it. And even if you can't see it right now, um, there's greatness inside of you. Um, you you need to, uh, seek it out, find it. And one, one last part, which I think that, um, ties together with this is find yourself somebody that you want to, um, let's say it's somebody like you want to be a speaker, find somebody that's a speaker that has been successful, right? Don't, I think a lot of times we take advice or we take, we take criticism or we take, um, we compare to people that are not in the thing that we want to accomplish, right? It's like you go to a dentist (laughs) and if he gives you advice on like finances, it's like, I don't know, maybe, I don't know if he's the person to give me their advice on that. Right. Um, so, so go to people, that could give you advice on something that they they're successful at, right? They're the people that you want to um, follow because they're they have the success that you want. So find somebody, and if you can duplicate almost, um, and 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 do what they're doing, it doesn't have to be exactly the same thing. So I find that besides for telling myself those things, I would say um, find a mentor. I would have found a mentor sooner. I think it took me a lot longer to come to the realization that I need somebody that I'm not perfect, that I need somebody to say, Hey Drew, I'm going to call you out on some of your things. Um, uh, here's, here's where your emotional intelligence is at. Here's where your mindset is at. Let's close that gap. Let's build some bridges. And, um, if you're open, if you're open to change and open to wanting to learn and open to be coachable, I think you can, you can, uh, go a really long way. That's good. It's real good. Thanks. Well, awesome, Drew. Hey, again, thank you for being a part of the Being a Dad on Purpose podcast. I really appreciate our time, man. Absolutely, man. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I think this was fun. This is this is my first time doing this, and um, I, now I'm like, I think I want to do this more often. Yeah. Um, my, my wife actually has a podcast, so I'm like, <laughs> it might be a little different because it's like husband wife dynamic is so yeah. different. <laughs> But, um, but this is really cool. Yeah. Well, awesome. Well, um, so if people want to track you down, Drew, how can they do that? Absolutely. Um, so I am on Facebook, uh, Drew Lloyd. Um, I can actually, uh, when you upload this podcast, I can send you a picture 
you know, that's my picture of my profile. So if they see it on there, they'll be able to see it on Facebook. Okay. I'm also on Instagram, uh, the real Drew Lloyd. Um, and, uh, that's kind of, kind of where, where my jam is Facebook, Instagram. Um, I'm not in my teens, so I never got into TikTok. <laughs> that's the that's the kid thing, right? The dancing, the uh, coordination, all that stuff. Yeah, I tried um, I tried doing TikTok and I had to stop. I just I was like, I'm uh, not. I mean, like, it just wasn't just wasn't my thing. Just couldn't get into yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, if I really spent some time in it, maybe. But like, who, who my 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 uh, potential friends and clientele are not necessarily in that <laughs> in that space right now. So uh, who knows? Things are just getting picked up with that. So who knows? But. Yeah. <laughs> well, awesome. Well, I will go ahead and put in the show notes how to how to get in touch with you. And yeah, if you send me a picture, I'll throw that in there. And um, and, and and who knows? Maybe we can we can have you have you on again soon and uh, and, and keep can get another conversation going. It'd be great. Absolutely, man. Well, it was really a pleasure. Thank you so much. Um, I love doing this. And um, I hope that this um, somehow, even if somebody takes one takeaway um, that helps them, um, I, I would really, I'd really be um, honored that somebody could uh, implement even one thing awesome. to help them change change their lives. Yeah, I think I think. Uh, well, I mean, I know it's benefited me, so so there you go. You're you're good to go on that one. But uh, awesome. But hopefully, yeah, well, some of the, some of these listeners will will benefit. I'm sure. So yes, I appreciate it. Okay. All right, man. Well, hey, you have a good rest of your, your day. You too. All right, man. Bye. Take care. Well, that was my interview with Drew Lloyd. Um, again, it was a great conversation. And just hearing his passion, his desire to to pursue something different, to make something better of himself, a success story. And he's still going. He's still going strong. And I love that. Uh, his encouraging words. Uh, can be found on Facebook at, uh, at Drew Lloyd. You can find him there, or on Instagram at the Real Drew Lloyd. He shares some great inspirational thoughts, encouragement, empowerment. Uh, he wants you to be better. He wants to be better. But he also, it's it's about being better for our kids. It's about being better dads for our kids. Whether you start your own business, whether you are um, in a different vocation, you got to push. You got to drive. You got to hustle. Uh, to, to make yourself better so your kids see what it looks like to be better. Uh, so again, I hope this is encouraging to you. It was encouraging to me. And I just hope that, uh, again, you can connect with Drew and, and learn some more things through him. So thanks for joining us here on the Being a Dad on Purpose podcast. I'm Bobby Benavides, your host, and I'm looking forward to talking to you next month. Bye.